the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am very excited today. I have a wonderful blues artist with me. Her name is Cheryl Renee. Cheryl is a dynamic and extremely popular band leader, keyboardist, song stylist, and goddess of the blues. She was born and reared in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cheryl sings and plays the piano in her band. She took off for the road with the R&B group Mad Dog Fire Department in the 1970s. After being on the road for 30 years, she returned to Cincinnati and teamed up with a local blues group called Them Bones. Cheryl landed a top 10 spot at the International Blues Challenge in Memphis. Cheryl, I am thrilled to have you with me today. I'm happy to have this opportunity to talk with you. So, how are you doing today? I'm just living the dream. Living the dream. I love that. I love that. So, tell us. It could be a bad dream. You don't know. No, it's not a bad dream. It's a good dream. So, how did your musical journey begin? Where were you first making music? Were you a child? Uh, were any of your family members musicians? Just tell us all about how you started off. My mother, when I was a kid, played piano, read music, played piano, and she sang a little bit. But she never did that out. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, And my dad played excellent stereo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. that. You know, that's a good skill, being able to play the stereo. They got divorced when I was oh, around 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And I was still playing, admiring my mother. And I took lessons uh, in elementary school and, and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, I got older, my parents were divorced, and my mom took me to these places where all her friends, musicians, were playing. Oh. You know, so I got introduced to a lot of the local Cincinnati musicians and stuff. And one of them uh, uh, gave me lessons on piano as I got older. Uh, uh, but uh, that's uh, back in the day, you know, you could take music lessons in your elementary school. You could, you know, we walked down the street from elementary school to there's a church or something. And mm-hmm. Mr. Keener was my music teacher, mm-hmm. and he taught me uh, there. And then in the summertime, my mom would hire him to come to our house 
because we had a piano mm-hmm. and I would get summer lessons. That's I wonderful. Have, I have forgotten all of the music, reading the music <laughs> stuff. I have to take out my Bacticota ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was so great, you know, having music in the schools in that way back yeah. in those days. Because a lot of kids would not have had exposure to music were it not for school, you know. Oh, so. yeah, I went to music appreciation mm-hmm. and learned about Carmen Opera. And still right now, it's my favorite favorite opera of all time. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have known about that if I hadn't had that in, in you know. That's right. Wire. This is all in elementary school. So Yeah, that's right. Exposure is everything. You know, because kids hear something that they like and, and they may decide that's what they want to do. But if they're never exposed to it, they have no way um, to know they what they might like know. to do. Mm-hmm. All that's left is sports. That, <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. So how did you start playing and singing the blues? How did you get to that point? Well, I started playing and singing right after uh, high school. Okay. Um, so we graduated in seventy. And I was playing. My mom was still taking me out to meet all these musicians. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I was playing a little bit in town with different bands. And uh, a Mad Dog Fire Department needed a keyboard player. Wow. And so it, about 72, I went out on the road. Wow. But while I was coming up and playing, there's a local guy named Kenny Smith. And I played with him a little bit. Uh, and uh, some other people, but I always had terrible stage fright. Oh, terrible. Mm-hmm. oh my God, terrible. <laughs> so, a lot of people have it. A lot of people yeah, have it. The first couple of songs that I played with the band, my hands would shake so bad. <laughs> okay, then I went on the road with the MDFD, <clears throat> and once I started singing, oh my, now, now I'm singing through. So, so did you feel less stage fright with the singing than with the piano, or you just no, had it bad no. with all of it? Then I was standing up singing, I was like, oh, good grief. Yeah. But it took me a long, long time to get over that. So yeah. I'm over it now, thankfully, when I'm good. like 68 years old. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, better late than not at all. You know, that that's an important thing. You know, to to work and get past that stage fright, a lot of people have that. And you're lucky that you got past it because there are a lot of people who have had very high-level careers all of their lives, and they have horrible stage fright. And they just do it in Yeah, And I'm like, all righty then, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I mean, many, many, many people have stage yeah. fright. So it's, and it's you know. good for other folks to hear, too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you got past it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And then I was playing a lot of rock and roll mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and some R&B mm-hmm. and some, some other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. bands that had uh, multiple singers mm-hmm. and instrument players in the band. So I got harmonies and stuff, you know. Got to do some debarge while I was doing the Beatles and the Beach Boys mm-hmm. and the Everly Brothers and all that kind of stuff. I said, oh, let's do some debarge. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, great. That's great. So I got the harmonies and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I moved, eventually, I got stuck up in New England changing bands around and stuff. And uh, I got stuck up in New England. This band said, well, 
well, hey, we want you to join a band and stuff. And I thought they were a traveling band, but they were not. Oh. They were just, <laughs> yeah. we were just up in New England playing. And I went up and joined the band. And then I was like stuck up there. I had no place <laughs> to stay. Somebody in the band gave me a room in their place and blah, 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 blah. And oh while I was in New England, I met some other people that said, Cheryl, you should be playing blues. You sound like a blues singer. Wow. I said, no, I don't. I don't like the blues. <laughs> Everybody bad. Ain't nobody got all their teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's the way I thought about it as a child. Yeah. yeah. And they kept feeding me this material. And I was like, whoa. That's, that stuff was awesome. Oh, yeah. Blues is fabulous. <laughs> and wow. so I picked up on the blues in New England. Uh, what a place to learn blues from. But, but that's... <laughs> wow, yeah, that's great. That's Around great. the 90s or, or the 80s or something like that when I was up there. So yeah. I spent, I spent uh, maybe 12 years up there. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's got great. Married, got a good job with the IRS. And, that's great. And played too. That's great. Know. That's great. So, mm-hmm. so tell us about some of your most memorable touring experiences. Oh, lot and lot. I don't know. I think I think all of them were mostly memorable because I got to travel so much. Yeah. I would never have done that. You know. If I had a different life, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, was Mad Dog. We went to Germany, Japan, Okinawa, Guam. Like mm-hmm. we we, uh, we were playing in Vegas every year, mm-hmm. and we got a job with the USO, so we got to go all these places and entertain the troops. And I really, oh, that was awesome! That was so awesome! Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great. <laughs> yeah, that's a great tour. You know, I've done a tour very similar to that, you know, to uh, Japan and Korea and Okinawa and Guam and all oh, of these there? places. Yeah, I believe it probably was the same tour path, you know, um, for the USO. And it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, you just have wonderful experiences and meet interesting people. And, and the, mm-hmm. the service people love it so much. They love it. A little taste of home. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Totally awesome. I've been trying to get back on some kind of a USO tour. The same people aren't aren't doing that stuff, you mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. I see uh, comedians and musicians yeah. that say, "Oh yeah, I just got back from whatever mm-hmm. Afghanistan or da 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 da." I went, "Yeah, I want to go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's still happening. You know, you certainly could certainly could do yeah. that. So, yeah. so what kind of advice would you give? to singers who are coming along who want to have a career? I mean, what kinds of things? I know you've learned a lot in your career. What kind of um, advice would you give them to perhaps avoid some of the pitfalls that you've experienced? Oh, geez, you can't avoid the pitfalls. (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the experience. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you certainly can't avoid the pitfalls. I think, um, I don't know, I don't really have any advice because I've just been... uh, La, 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 wherever life takes me and stuff. Mm -hmm. Until I got older and settled back down in Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. when I discovered I needed to uh, figure out how to play solo or have my own band. Mm -hmm. I could work with other bands as long as I want. 
But sometimes I got fired from them because they thought the girl was too saucy or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Some guys don't like a girl in their band. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. Yeah, and it, it's good to have control of your own destiny. And when you have your own organization, then you have control of your, you yeah. know, what you're going to play and where you're going to play, how often you're going to play. You have control of all of that. So, so that, so, you know. took, took me a long time to be able to have enough uh, um, uh, repertoire mm-hmm. to play a gig on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm happy I'm blessed yeah. <laughs> that I can do that. Because yeah. I always considered myself a singer more than a piano player. Yeah. So I said, well, at least I can back myself up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think that's wonderful advice, though, for mm-hmm. singers, you know, to have your own thing um, that you're able to do, that you're not reliant upon someone else to uh, to call you or to, you know, invite you to be in their band or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. that's very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got, so... <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Well, Cheryl, I appreciate your being with us today. Um, you've had quite an interesting and illustrious career, and I'm thrilled for you, and I wish you much continued success with your career. Oh, thank you, darling. It's yes, so good welcome. seeing you and talking to you and stuff. Good I to see you. I didn't hear you singing in yep. general, but... It'll happen. <laughs> yes, it will happen. Maybe we can do something together one day. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh-huh. Yes, that would be fun. All right, Cheryl, thank you so much, and you have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Thanks, Greta. Mm-hmm. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net. Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.